This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM. This is Dave Hawkins, and you've found The Antidote. I got back from the Audio Feed Music Festival in Illinois just over a week ago. If you've ever been to a music fest, you know what I'm talking about when I say that basically it's marginally controlled chaos. It's loud, you know, it's busy, you're always meeting new people, hearing new bands, and eating rushed meals so you can get off to see another artist. (laughs) Well, basically, you want to be able to clone yourself so you can do everything you want to do. And I still haven't learned how to be cloned. So I did end up missing out on a lot of the music. But I guess that's always the issue when over 100 bands are playing in only three days on three stages. Well, here comes a number of the bands I wasn't familiar with before I went to the festival and a couple that I had a chance to speak with. One of those new bands was Cantaloper, who opened the show tonight with the song Parking Lot. Another shoegaze-style band is Hushpad, 
with A Lover's Lament off their new album, Elos. Enjoy. Away it's so long for you And now that you're gone What am I supposed to do? I'm lost without you Antidotes visiting with Cody from Narrow Arrow. Got to tell us about the band. This is new, but you've got a lot of music background. Yeah, uh, so this is the new group. I was formerly in uh, the La Delay, which, you know, that's how you and I know each other in the back yeah. of the minivan. And then um, Aaron and Jocelyn decided to pursue some stuff uh, overseas as far as mission work. So uh, the band kind of disbanded. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I started this up with uh, my best friends, Mark and Jonathan. Yeah. You better clarify this business about the back of the van, because that sounds just creeper time. What do you mean? Like, how we pile all of our stuff in there? No, about how we met in the back of the van. (laughs) I didn't even think about it like that. Uh, Yeah, uh, it was after some set we played at Cornerstone. I think it was the last year at Cornerstone, or second to last. And uh, you approached us, and you (laughs) said, hey, uh, we had to get in your minivan to do the uh, do the radio interview because it was so loud, like everywhere you went. So yeah, so loud and so hot. Oh yeah, it super was. But that you had air conditioning in your in your minivan, so that was like way ideal. <laughs> Tell us about the new project. Differences, similarities. Uh, La Delay was like pretty electronic, 
Um, this one is, you know, we had electronic elements as well as organic instruments and kind of blended them. Ladele started with a drummer, and when we lost her, instead of replacing her, the rhythm section became all electronic. So the biggest difference I'd say is, uh, I mean, I'm still, I still love the, the setup of like a power trio. It's a lot easier to coordinate schedules, write stuff, um, but I just wanted drums, bass, uh, guitar, and one vocal just to start it out and we write, you know, a set and it's all organic instruments so it, it makes it feasible to play pretty much anywhere like house shows are popular we can do acoustic sets now whereas you know when you're an electronic band <laughs> you know so uh when aaron and jocelyn uh decided to go to cambodia it was like you know what do i want for the next project and it was something that we could like start small with a simple idea and just flex our muscles with a really simple idea and then create like uh, a way to like evolve from that. So like our drummer, multi-instrumentalist, uh, our bass player is a great guitar player as well. Like, and like we haven't even tapped into that. We like, very strictly are sticking to this just for now. And then yeah. we have a EP where that's what it is. And then the full length, um, which we should be starting to record in October. That'll have like a little bit more production involved, but the EP, it's a pretty much live recording, drums, bass, guitar, one vocal, and um, yeah, I'm a big fan. You kept using that word simple. Your guitaring is the least <laughs> simple thing I've ever seen. You've got to explain it. Uh, so it's like a, it's a tapping technique, you know, it's gotten real popular, you know, some guys to mention, like the dude from Apps Analysis, you know, does the, the finger tapping, um, but I have uh, one six string tuned to an open tuning, uh, and I C clamp it to a piano stand that's at my height, so I don't have to sit it on my lap. And then uh, I have an eight string around my around my neck, which I do like. Uh, it's kind of like the idea of a piano. So now I have like a bass hand, and the eight string has lower two lower notes than the uh, the six string does. Um, but it makes it so I can do bass lines as well. And that actually happened with the La Delay, is when I got the eight string, is uh, because my brother does more of like soundscapey stuff, but there was still kind of like a need for like a bass line to follow the kick drum. So that was kind of my idea. It didn't quite work out the way I planned, but like I have so much fun with it, so. And you're doing both of those simultaneously <laughs> and you're doing the vocals. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I've whenever uh, practicing, I always sing along, so it's just the two always had each other, like vocals and the guitar, and the, you know, uh, so there hasn't been music that I've played where I'm not like flexing both of those muscles, and you know, then when you push yourself on the guitar, you have to push yourself on the vocals a little more, otherwise, you know, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a balance, and I kind of think of them as two different things even, you know, but that are trying to work together, but... Some days it works out better than others. Cody of Narrow Arrow. Man, thanks for your time. Hey, it's absolutely. great. Great show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave, man. It's good to see you again, for real.
That was a great track from Nero Earl called Savior Talk. The Antidotes here with Ghost Keith. Tell me about the band. Um, we're five friends that really like to play music and travel and eat food. And this band gives us the opportunity to do all those things um, while getting to meet awesome people. You told me that you were hard, but how hard are you? <laughs> um, on a scale from one being Dirks Bentley to ten being Black Mask, I'm gonna say we are like a maybe a six. So I, I hope that answers your question. But the caliber of the band is what caliber number? Uh, I'm like I said, I'll put us about a six, I think. Oh, a six. No, no, no. You have to say it's a ten. Ten plus. Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to be honest here. I mean, I think we're heavy, but there's a lot of people out there that make fun of us because they think we're not. So. But what about your live show? Our live show, um, we try to be powerful. I don't know. We, we take a lot of pride in being heavy live, but we try to be powerful, if, if that makes any sense. So. Okay, but seriously, the band is worth seeing, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, we all work pretty hard and uh, we love doing what we're doing. So anytime people care enough to watch us, uh, it helps give us fuel to keep doing what we're doing. So I'm Steven. I play guitar in the band Ghost Key. We just put out a record June 30th. You should check it out. The Things I Am Not. Steven's right. You should pick up The Things I Am Not from Ghost Key. And here's why. Don't wanna face the hell in my head 
The Antidote's here with Drew from your... You guys surprised me. This is one of these bits where I'm walking past a venue and you hear something playing and you're going, hold it, who's that? <laughs> but you're all instrumental. Yeah, um, I guess like even for a festival like this, it's somewhat, you know, of a different thing. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like the band started a couple of years ago and I just had the vision of just making the kind of music that I wanted to make without any restrictions, without any... Um, really any other influences like um not trying to be like this band or that band but just really playing what came from my heart and and from my background as a musician so no i but, would call it post-rock yeah yeah i mean in a lot of ways like i i really like that hashtag i guess you could say that that post-rock um grouping and and there's a great like community of bands that are but it's it's such a broad term like post-rock is such like a such a wide term and like i guess like some purists wouldn't really group us in that post-rock genre but i mean i like it it helps us because there's people that like the genre and we'll search it and it's it's one way to like lump us into at least something what about lyrics would it make it too confining um we've actually thought about working with some vocalists um but more in the sense of like they wouldn't necessarily like be involved in writing lyrics like or be a member of the band per se um but more or less be like featured on our music um because like the vision for this band has always been like an instrumental band i I mean i I just feel like there's so much more room for expression in instrumental music Um, but doesn't mean that i don't like vocalists or lyrics but as soon as you put a vocal on something it limit the soundscape the it limits what you can do the broadness of what's possible but i have a few vocalists in mind that like would be a dream to work with you know and i'm hoping that we can on our next recording like involve some vocalists so absolutely so it's kind of yes i i love vocalists but muir isn't necessarily like wanting to be like a band that just now we have a vocalist here's all of our songs they all have vocals on them that's not really what we're going for it's like if it suits the song well, then we'll then we'll do it. Drew, got to find out about Mura. How do we check you guys out online? Yeah, um, so we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, um, and we're on Bandcamp as well. So uh, MuraNashville.bandcamp.com is like that's our website. Um, we're on YouTube as well. Pretty much anywhere you would normally listen to any band these days, you can find a record if you just search M U I R on Spotify. It'll come right up, and got a one full-length record out right now. It came out in October of 2014. It was like a six-month project. Um, we're really happy with it. All the songs that we played tonight came from that record, but we're getting to the point where we've almost like we're still so new, but we've been playing the same songs for so long that we're ready to like write some new material. So that's kind of what we're moving into next. So awesome, Drew. Thanks for sharing your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you best wishes.
this town an open field of tangible dreams from Muir. It wasn't only musicians that I spoke to at Audio Feed. I ended up talking to a lot of music fans at the festival also. And I had quite an interesting conversation with one music fan. Greg is a really insightful guy on a lot of topics. Check out the rest of Greg's talk on the interview section of the Antidote website. But for tonight, here's what we have. Now, we were doing the really creepy thing, two guys talking in the washroom. And yes. You know, I know that's not a guy thing to do, because guys just do not talk in a washroom. Well, we don't talk at the urinal, so we were actually at the sinks. If you had started a conversation at the urinal, I would have not even responded, and I would have judged you also. But no, this is, I think, how we went down was fine. So okay, so really while cool. we're at the sink, I brought up a point, not a racist comment, why are there so few black guys in Christian music? Um... I want to commend you for asking the question because questions aren't inherently racist. If you're genuinely trying to learn something, it's not racist to ask questions. Anyway, you asked about why is there so few black guys in Christian music? I'm just talking music right now, not even Christian music. There's a pressure for black people to do black music. Uh, There's a societal pressure that's put on by us, by other black people to make sure you stay black and make sure you do things that help out your people. So a lot of black people want to do black music for other black people. Uh, In Christian music, it's it's brought on and I think perpetuated by the... uh, There's a lot of separation in churches, whether people want to admit it or not. And there's, uh, there's black churches and there's black gospel music. When I was in a youth group, there wasn't a lot of people that I could look up to as a black guy in Christian music other than I guess Michael Tate. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where people just grow up and they just still have no one else they can look to. So there's Lecrae right now and there's um, you know there's hip-hop but again it's considered black music and yeah I think it's just a societal pressure. That extends beyond Christian music. I think that's just overall. It's um, if you're a black person, you're expected to stay black. You're expected to make sure you do things for your people, uh, do things, go back to your community. And uh, that's a big pressure that I see. Uh, and, and in churches, don't really facilitate that um, in my perspective. You know, I think Paul said there is no Jew or Greek or whatever in Christ Jesus. So th- there's an out. Like We don't have to worry about the black community because it's just the church. You know, all it is is God's family. We're all one family so there's no uh, urgency to go out and try to reach people of other races that I, I see happening in America all the time. I'm sorry if I just dumped no, a lot of man. stuff on you. Man. Here's a final one. Are you personally disappointed with that? You know um, disappointment comes from expectations. I've grown up with it and kind of embraced it. I you know I go to events like this and I'm often the only black person or I'm one of the few people and uh, I just know going in that that's how it is. It's hard to explain, but what I, how I've always decided I was gonna approach that is just be the guy, be the outlier or the weirdo that decides, oh, I'm gonna step into this arena and be me and be who I am and say it's okay for you know black kids to go to an event like this or black people to go to a church, you know. That's how racial confusion and misunderstanding begins because we're not spending enough time with each other and being around each other. Ultimately, it's a problem bigger than me, and I so I don't know how, what I could do other than just, you know, you yeah. know, just, just going to the stuff you like to do, going to festivals that you think are cool, and listening to the music you like, and just one day at a time, man. I don't know. It's fun.
fun. Greg's been here talking with the antidote. Man, thanks for your time. Hey, no problem. Appreciate your comments. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Next up is Tiger Wine with their cool melding of grunge, emo, and hardcore on Crucial Taunt. <laughs> The Antidote is here with C-Cycles. Hello, my name's Josh. I play drums for C-Cycles. We're from uh, Jacksonville, Florida and Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, audio feed's great. We've uh, been on 
I think this is our 14th show on the tour, and uh, we have Dayton and Columbus coming up next, but uh, we're just enjoying the time out here and having a good time camping and seeing a bunch of different bands and all that. What's your style? Uh, we've drawn comparisons to M83, Sayer, Radiohead, um, Animal Collective. Um, it's electronic with... Uh, you know a few organic elements here and there too as well with live drums and uh, four part harmonies are you guys ocean dwellers I mean after all it's sea cycles we um, all moved to Jacksonville kind of around the same time and just so happened to uh, befriend each other through separate music projects and uh, yeah we don't live close to the ocean I mean we live closer to the ocean than we are right now but uh, <laughs> we um we kind of live in a uh, more city area where um, it's a little bit further away from the ocean. But, yeah, we, we try to get to the ocean as much as possible. But you guys are in Florida, and your lead singer is in Alabama. Yes. Um, we practice as a three-piece with her tracks um, kind of backed up, synced with our uh, music at the same time. And then whenever we play shows in town or anywhere else, we always kind of get together and practice for about two or three days beforehand, and she'll come down from... Alabama and make the short track and then just hang out with us for a couple days and get ready and then we'll uh, go out and play a few shows. And when does this all turn out to be full-time? That's everybody's goal. Uh, we would hope uh, in the next year. We just signed a uh, two-album deal with a uh, label out of California called Other People Records and um, super cool guys Jesse Barnett and Tom Williams and uh, they've been really really supportive uh, kind of helping us along the way. This is our first tour, so uh, hopefully in the future we have a, uh, another album to do once we get back home and uh, maybe after that maybe start you know doing a little bit more full-time. This three-week kind of stint just so happened to be really, really great. We got on with Narrow Arrow, and those are just some of the greatest guys we've ever met and played with, so it's, it's been a great time. Josh, thanks for your time, man, and have a good tour. Thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it.
see it at audio feed this is your first time yes it's my first time at audio feed this year and you're absolutely terrified by all the strange mix of people that you're meeting no not at all not at all i like being here it's a very interesting group but you've never been to a christian festival so this is a whole different change of pace so what are the peculiarities of being here um it's definitely not something i'm used to um southern gospel is more my thing but being here, the people are awesome and very forgiving. There's like no judgment here at all whatsoever. So you feel comfortable. You feel like a family all as soon as you step in through the grounds. Well, there's definitely no Southern Gospel here. So then what's grabbing your attention? Or what bands have grabbed your attention? Uh, Insomniac Folklore was pretty awesome. Um, and then I saw the Grave Robber group the other day. Um but I read up more about their history and everything, and and he talks about the ultimate reanimator, and that is God, and that's their thing. That's why they walk around with their skull masks or whatever. But, I mean, there's no danger here. Like, it's totally comfortable. And today's basically the final day. So what are your plans? For- well, um, the Ninja Olympics are going to happen at 12 o'clock, and I have to go over there. Um, because you're participating. <laughs> um, I'm there to be morally supportive. Um, the person I'm dating is the ninja. <laughs> um, 
and uh, we're going to be helping the kids get into it and dress like little ninjas and they have a really good time and I'll probably check out some more bands before I go back to Cincinnati. Just one word of warning, don't get trampled in a mosh pit. I'll do my best. (laughs) Thanks, Daisy. Well, I don't know if Daisy had a chance to see our next band, but I love their show. American Wolf only had to drive a couple of hours south from Chicago to perform at Audio Feed. And here's some of their dream pop sound on Evil-Eyed.
That was one artist I really wanted to see at Audio Feed, but missed his set. Jason Barrows with Up From The Sea. But I did get to meet with a lot of artists at the festival, and you're going to be hearing interviews and, of course, their music in upcoming weeks on The Antidote. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed our music mix for tonight. Next week, we'll have music from a completely different style. One that's not usually heard in Christian music, as we hear the horror punk of Blast from Oblivion 
and speak with Splatter Guts. But also at Audio Feet, I met with Sean Michelle. He's an old school audiophile who brought out his newest album as direct to disc vinyl, which is something I really haven't heard of in a long, long time. And it's awesome. We have Down on the Street from his album Welcome to 1979. But first, a short talk with my camping neighbor at the festival and a dedicated music fan, Kevin. See you next week. Kevin, you drove from Colorado by yourself. Are you insane to come all the way to Illinois? I could be insane, but the reason I I come is, you know, I went to Cornerstone for 17-ish years and both audio feeds previously and just the so many of my favorite bands and i've made so many friends over the years so it's part the community part the music and what was the highlight highlight it's hard to pin it to one probably seeing the old friends uh band wise was probably raven hill like i was i was hoping so it wasn't the ninjas people dressed like bananas sharks uh the enormous pillow fight at the concert last night the rat Covering Steve Taylor's uh, Am I in Sync was interesting. (laughs) I missed that. (laughs) Man, have a good ride home. Thank you.